1: Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chief, some host and audio producer of the
0: Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Wednesday, the Chiefs return to the practice
1: field to begin their preparation for Week 15's matchup against the Houston Texans. We heard from Head Coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and safety Justin Reid. We will go on that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Justin Reid. Here's Head Coach Andy Reid.
2: All right. Um, really don't have any injuries to talk about. Nicole Hardman will be uh, back out at practice. We'll just see how he he does uh, in this ramp-up process. So uh, having determined, you know, play or not play, we're just going to uh, ease him back in and see where he's at. Everybody else will uh, will practice and do their thing. Before the challenge of playing the Texas, uh, you know, we, we again, we know records. You can put those things aside at this time of the year. This, this group here uh, plays hard. They're well-coached, and um, we've got to make sure that we have a good week of practice to get ready for him. So for that time's yours, Coach. How
3: close is Kadarius uh, Tony to actually getting back on the field in live action for y'all?
2: Yeah, so he he, he had a little bit of a ramp up last week, uh, which was good. Uh, came out of that feeling pretty good. So we'll see we'll see how he does this week and uh, make a decision, you know, down the road here. So um, take it day by day if you want, to put that. I mean, that's, we'll just see how he does.
3: Andy, with Patrick, you know, the previous week he said he had to eliminate one dumb play a game. And this week he said he had a bad, bad
2: play with the interception. What are you guys talking about to try to eliminate those plays as you get into the stretch? Yeah, well, nobody likes to make those. But at the same time, you don't want to um, curve his aggressiveness uh, uh, and, you know, desire to make a play. So, because he made a couple good ones, too, in there. Uh, that's not going to happen very often with him. It happens with every quarterback, but they got to keep firing. I mean, that's—you you start getting hesitant, and then everything falls apart on you. So um, he'll—he'll he'll learn from it and and move on. It's pretty simple things that that he uh, can adjust to to fix it. So, and that's that's how he's wired. I mean, he's gonna go back and look at it, study it, and go, okay, got it under control. Here we go. Of course, like <clears throat> drop,
4: you know, there's the status. Look at you know. It was 13 to 15 for 142 touchdowns when he was blitzed, right? I also had times when they're dropping a lot of guys. When they, when they do that, is it is your offense structured that there's always something for that, or is it that you got to get to a different spot on the play sheet and yeah. have the you know the, the right dial up for, for when they
2: do that? Yeah, you hope you hope that it's situated within it. Um, however, there are some things that are better than others. Uh, you don't want to get caught in a guessing game. If you have a true hard sole tendency there that they're doing this on this down or this particular part of the field, um, then you can dial up one of these other plays. But uh, you know, normally, your normal plays that we put in for the different areas, normally cover that in there somewhere, yeah. I
4: don't know, you, you often come out and say, mm-hmm. hey, I gotta, I gotta give him better things. Patrick comes out and says, I gotta make better decisions, right? But, so it's obviously a joint effort between Absolutely. you guys and the whole staff and everything. But you know how obviously you get it right more than you get it wrong, right? You're not standing at that podium yeah. for this many years and don't. But, right. you know, but how often do you feel like you? Oh wow, they got me. that You just have to tip your cap to the the other coach.
2: And, yeah. When I tell you that, I'm, I'm I'm kind of tipping my hat to them. I, they're are sometimes you know that, that's the fun part. It's a chess match, and every once in a while they're going to get you, and you hope you get them more than they get you, and. Um, and so, there are some great minds in this league, and good football minds. And so, they're gonna get you every once in a while. You know,
4: it's, 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 we're at the latter third of the season. Just, I wonder, with you guys' pursuit of Juju the year prior, um, just what has he given the offense that perhaps you anticipated on his arrival, and perhaps that you didn't anticipate?
2: Yeah, we were hoping that he could kind of counter Kels. And um, this offense is best when you can kind of do that. Uh, and we had Sammy, and then uh, Pringle developed into that as, as we went. Um, and that's that's when it rolls the best. And so he's come in and, and done that, and does a nice job with it. So um, he's got a great feel for the game. He's got great feel in space, and then he, he's. He's really tough to bring down. I, I kind of f- forgot about that part. <laughs> After he gets that ball in his hands, man, you try to hit him in his lower body, he can shuck it off like a running back, you know, and that's special to have that. Coach mentioned McColl
3: could mention to be back. How did he handle these last four weeks behind the scenes? And what are the unique traits
4: maybe you felt like you missed over
3: that right. And
2: We lost a bunch of weight, and so it was a matter of kind of getting that back, but not you know, with cheeseburgers, right? So, so, um, but get back some good, good, uh, hearty weight and strength. And, um, so he's been working on that. He's been working like crazy on that. Um, and he's gonna continue to do that here. He'll do that this week when he's out practicing and doing that. Okay. Can, can we hold the weight and add a little bit to it? So.
0: Coach, you mentioned, uh, the records out when you're facing a team that's, that's struggling and losses. They've obviously battled hard, they almost won last week. This is a coach that you've seen in the past, right? What does what a, a Lovey Smith team look like traditionally, and yeah. has this team got some of those characteristics?
2: Uh, no, it's yeah, uh, I'm friends with Lovey. I mean, I think he's a heck of a guy and a great coach. Um, so I, uh, you know, he, he came from that Tampa 2 group of coaches that did that, and he's evolved uh with with that and with the way the game is now so um, he's going to give you a great defense that plays hard and aggressive um, an offense that's tough i mean just the fact that they used two quarterbacks and platooned them it wasn't because one wasn't doing well but they platooned him in and uh, he's not afraid to do whatever he has to do to win the game and um and so that's where the challenge comes in and his guys play hard for him, so you, you've got to you have to be prepared and ready, ready to go. And in this league, the margin between win and losing is like that. It's just it's crazy, greater than it's ever been right now. So,
1: your years at BYU overlapped with Mike Leach's, and I'm wondering if if uh, you ever came across. I know he didn't play football, but did yeah. you come across him? And he was yeah, I guess sure. working in
3: football, working in the office. Some point during
2: this, yeah, no, I that was after that was before me. Um, I'm a little bit older, uh, but um, I I know I knew Mike and a good guy and uh very creative. Um, he didn't visit here, but he spent some time with us in Philadelphia during training camp a couple of different times and uh just a, a good guy. I mean, it's a sad deal. Um, uh, but he, he left a Left a nice legacy behind him for sure for, for football, and um, good. Yeah, you know, like I said, uh, very unique. I mean, the story. I love the story he told told me. about. I said, um, do, you, do you know, Donald Trump. We got talking about that. This was years ago, even before Donald was the president. And um, and he goes, uh, Oh yeah, I was walking through New York. I saw the tower, went up, introduced myself to him. Like it was no big deal, I mean you know he had but he in other he talked himself through I mean Donald had security back then too he talked himself through that and and then uh, Donald found him that kind of personality I mean he was just a unique unique guy, and that's the way he coached and uh, that's why everybody you know everybody loved him for for that yeah
1: sure,
2: yeah, yeah, his coach you know play for him so or worked with him for sure yeah,
3: Call yeah. More. yeah guys. coach nfl exec uh Troy vincent said this morning at the league meeting there would be a quote a healthy discussion end quote on making roughing the passer either reviewable or challengeable uh, so the discussions will come up in march at the owners meeting how much do you support this sudden movement to make that roughing the passer penalty reviewable
2: um i'm gonna hold off on that because <laughs> I'm going to be in those meetings. so I'm going to sit on the picket fence on that one.
4: We'll go Nate and Sam to finish up. <laughs> um, Andy, on, on another coach, again, we're towards the latter half of the season. I just wonder, with Mike Kapka being an offensive coordinator for the first time, have you had a conversation with him? Have you had time to look at what the Giants have done? Obviously, they're in a playoff push, but just seeing another guy being in that role i
2: the he's yeah, we've texted back for it. I mean, we're both busy and cranking away. You don't have a lot of time to have phone calls and that. So, um, but we have texted and and uh, I think he's done a, a tremendous job. And they're they're playing good football. And my hat goes off to him and Dable too. I mean, Dable was here. You guys know him. And uh, uh, what a great job. That's a tough place. You know, that whole Eastern Seaboard area, man. That's a, a great competition right there. So that's uh, I, I think my hat goes off to those guys. yeah. Last one, Sam.
4: Andy. I'm guessing usually by this time of, this, of the year you've got a pretty good idea of, of where you guys are. But with the secondary being so young, how much are you still learning about the strengths and weaknesses what, what you guys can do with that?
2: Yeah. So you know they're they're, they're kind of getting through that part of the year where you know the bowl games are starting, season's over, and now you got another season. So uh, they kind of go through that whole rookie thing, and if they're playing, you know, they have the chance to play, and they're going, "Man, you know, my body's a little of this, and my mind's a little of this, and I I got to power through it." And here we go. So, um, I but I love their attitude. I love the way they they compete, and I, I love the way they're getting better. And it's uh, you know, early it was leaps and bounds, and now it's. You know, settle down a little bit to where it's smaller jumps, but um, I, we're, we're going to be okay there. We just The, the attitude's got to stay the way it is and and keep competing and have a short memory uh, when you're back there. That's one thing you have to learn in this league. Uh, that uh, you, you better learn from it, get that in there, and then get the garbage out, and then go compete the next play. So. All right.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. What do you feel like those
1: say about him as a player? Yeah, I mean, it talks to his consistency. Um, obviously, he's a great player, and we know that, and he's had this, this great run. Um, but if you look at his career, he's just been consistently great every single year. And uh, that tight end position is hard. You, you take a beating, you're blocking, you're catching over the middle, uh, taking hits, and he just prepares himself the right way that he can be out there and available for us every every week. So uh, uh truly great player and a, a great teammate, for sure. You feel, you feel
3: like those things mean a lot to him?
1: Um, you, if, he, if they do, he doesn't even make it look like it, because I, I, I sit beside him on the play, and I said something to him about it. He was like, oh, yeah, man, uh, yeah, it's cool. Um, he's, like, he's All he's worried about is winning, um, and I think that's what all the great players are, are worried about, and the stats kind of come, but at the same time, he's just trying to win a lot of football games.
0: But your coach just basically said that if you do throw an interception, you will spend all week long looking at what you could do different what and Mm -hmm. review. So after last week's game, what have you kind of seen? Is there any kind of something you found yourself in a pattern or what you've observed?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's just more of me just taking what's there and not trying to force it. If it's not there, throw the ball away, especially when we're in field goal range. And then when I'm trying to dirt the ball, don't leave it where the guy can get his hand underneath it and and pick it. So uh, um, just a couple bad mistakes throughout the game. But when you look at the tape, I thought I played pretty good other than those three picks. So just trying to clean those up. yeah I have a couple extra people coming um but uh yeah it's first time I'm playing in the, the state of Texas and I'm playing I went to the Cowboys State in my first year and when, when we played down there and didn't get to play but uh to get to get down to Houston I mean it's it's like a three hour trip three and a half hour trip from Tyler Texas I'm sure there'll be more people than I even know um, that are coming down to watch the game but uh, it'll be it'll be cool to kind of see some people and get them they'll get to see the uh, me play in the, my home state for sure How
3: impressed are you?
0: With,
1: with yeah, I think we just do a great job of, of time plays together. I think that's the biggest thing is we make it all look like it's the same. And uh, when he, he, he's just really good at calling at the timing. I mean, it seems like every time he calls a screen, it's on a, a pressure and it's, it's called right into it. So it's, um, it's a thing where we, the coaches do a great, do, great job of designing it and tied it all together. Um, and then Coach Reed does a great job and EB of calling it at the right time um, whenever it gets open and can get a lot of extra yards.
4: Well, they seem to do a pretty good job of mixing between blitzing and, and then dropping a lot of guys. I'm curious, within the the play designs like does every play have? We got I got a guy I go to if they drop eight. And I got a guy I go to if or is there sometimes that oh wow we got we're just kind of screwed like we we got we thought they were going to do this and they went the other way and I don't really have an out
1: here. Yeah, I mean most times there's there's either a guy that I have a hot that I can throw to. Or we have guys that can kind of work whenever drop eight comes. Uh, they do a good job of calling those good versus all plays. Um, but, I mean, obviously there's sometimes when you call a, a game plan specific play that you want to get a certain coverage or a certain look, and they might do something that, that was un-game plan, uh, unscouted. Um, and so they got us a couple times throughout the game, but we did a great job of kind of settling in there um, and getting to those good versus all plays because we knew that they were doing a little bit of different stuff, uh, especially in the late second quarter, early third. And
4: against the Blitz, you know, so I saw us at 13 to 15, two touchdowns, I mean. That happens a lot when they blitz you. That the numbers, mm. your numbers against that are really good. You're at the end of the game. Go! I can't believe they did that this many times. Yeah,
1: I mean it's a it's a hard position for a defense to be in. I mean, um, I mean there was a couple times in the game that I didn't throw the ball where they got sacks because they were blitzing. So, um, whenever a defense is trying to give you different looks, when you have a talented offense, um, there's going to be times where they get in a blitz and, and and give up yards. But at the same time, they have to uh, live with that if they're able to make the tackle because then they're they're hoping they blitz and get negative plays as well.
3: Patrick, when you're in the moment there with everything, I, when you said after the game, you know, trust me, I know when I messed up, and you're kind of hot on the sideline. Talk about the process of trying to calm down. You know, you still got more game to go with Andy and Evie and, and, and everybody on the sideline there to try to make sure you just make the right adjustments going forward.
1: Yeah, you just kind of have to flush it and keep playing. I mean, obviously I knew that. Uh, those two turnovers before half were big, kind of kept them in the game and, and got the momentum back on their side. Um, but uh, I think you, you see me on the sideline, I'm talking to the guys, I'm like, we're going to have to score again. We're going to have to put up another touchdown to win this game. And um, it's about keeping the bigger, bigger picture in mind. I mean, obviously, it, it, it stinks at that time when you throw an interception, but uh, we're still up in the ball ballgame. Uh, we still have to find a way to win the game. So, how are we going to do that? And that just kind of hit the move on and keep going. So third, so. your
0: first read right on that? Like, after the game, you pretty much know what you did. When you go back and look at those plays where the, where the interception happened, were you right like right after the game, or do you see something different when you go back and look at tape?
1: Yeah, I mean, the first one, I thought I could have got to an easier completion um, instead of trying to force it into Travis. Um, the second one, like I said, I was trying to just dirt the ball. I just did through it too far. I was trying to just not get intentional ground. I'm in the pocket. Um, and throw it away kind of behind Scott on the ground and he makes a great play on it. And then the third one was just, I I forced it, try to put it in a a window that wasn't really there. So um, you have a good feel for it because you can see it on the tablet and on there on the sideline. But I think what makes you more upset is kind of like the first, I feel like I had other guys open that I could have got the ball to. So that's the only one that I really feel like I made a decision. I could have made a different decision to kind of help the team out.
4: Patrick, on on your third touchdown against Denver, everybody's watching you sort of scramble and obviously extend the play, but what jumped out to you, I guess, in the moment in finding Juju? And then if you're looking at it on the tablet or looking at it on film afterwards, what, what sort of – what did you think Juju did well there to, to stay open for you?
1: Yeah, he just stayed alive. I mean, he, he really – he's kind of a guy who's trying to attract people so he can get Travis open. And uh, obviously they dropped right into where he wanted to throw the football. Um, and so instead of just kind of running off and letting the play in, he just kept working. And you could see it, I think, from the back end zone view. of He's moving side to side just trying to find a way to give me a – a spot to throw the football, and so uh, he got open. I was able to get him the ball in a big moment, um, but we're going to take that. I mean, not every play is going to be perfect. We're going to have to be able to make some plays whenever the, the play call isn't perfect. Um, and so uh, I thought he did a great job, of continue to work and not giving up on it. You never, <clears throat> so you never played for Mike Leach, but you kind of did.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to know what your thoughts on Mike and, and, uh, and,
1: and what kind of influence, I mean, you know, by extension, did he have on you? Yeah, I mean, a, a huge influence. I mean, uh, the way that I play the sport, I feel like it fits that scheme uh, very well of just finding good space throughout the field. And, uh, and even though you might not say you have, like, that Mike Leach coach in the NFL, I feel like a lot of his uh, schemes and, and type of uh, how, to, how to play has kind of infiltrated the NFL. And so, uh, obviously, he was coach, coach Kingsbury. That was his coach. I think he was – I was Leach's first quarterback and influenced him to become a coach. Um, I learned from Coach Kingsbury, so I feel like I've learned from Mike Leach himself. So uh, just prayers to his family, man. I mean, obviously a sad deal, but uh, his his impact will be known for a long time around the NFL and around uh, college football as well. you ever get to know him? Yeah. I didn't get to meet him, um, but I mean, I knew a lot of people that knew him. I mean, I've I i, I worked, I've worked a little bit with Graham Harrell, who was obviously played with them and coached with them at Washington State. Um, obviously, Eric Morris, another office coordinator I had at Texas Tech was there. I mean, he, there's so many people that I've, I've known that have known him and told a lot, the amazing stories. I think everybody's heard of of the, chara- the, the characteristics that he has, but I mean, he loved football and he made a huge impact on the game. Life.
0: you run a similar thing in high school? I mean, everyone in Texas runs some sort of a spread. If that, some of that went to Tech and some of it came from Tech to everywhere. Were, were you running that the whole time you
1: were in high school? Yeah, I ran the exact same offense. I actually, my coach um, in high school went to Texas Tech, so he, he kind of had that same style of offense. I went on visits there and I was trying to like learn what they were doing to add it into our offense and so uh, it's a it's a great offense to run especially when you want to score points and I, I wanted to score a lot in high school. Uh,
2: similarly, did, did Cook Cook actually play, I mean, he was walk-on, at, yeah. at, at, did he actually play for
3: Cliff? I, I, I,
1: well, I, I would assume so just I, I don't even know honestly off the top of my head but I would assume so that, that, that he was under that same Coaching staff, but if you look at that coaching staff and the players that they had, I mean, there's coaches all around college football that are in that now in the NFL as well. And so, um, it, like I said, he made a tremendous impact on the game of football itself. Um, and uh, like I said, prayers to his family on this time. Pete, uh, Patrick
3: McCollum bring begin his brand, process of that. I guess we'll see about it this week. But what do you feel like-
1: Yeah, I think getting McColl and, and uh, KT back um, will just add another dimension. I mean, obviously, they can do the jet sweeps and stuff like that, but just adding that speed to the field, it makes uh, teams have to honor it. And uh, Obviously, Marquez has done a great job of filling that, vol- uh, filling that role, and so has Sky. Um, but just to continue to add speed uh, to any offense uh, tr- like th- that, that those two guys have, I think it will open up everybody else because you-, you have to really account for those two guys in every play. Sam one
4: of those interceptions that somebody else is open. How often does that happen throughout a game when it doesn't result in an interception, even if it's a, a completion? I mean, I'm guessing that's a handful of
1: times. The game, so yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's not if you try to just continue to kind of log in your memory to, to, to try to find that open guy whenever it's there. I mean, if you look at the one I tried to over the middle to Travis, I felt like I had a, Marquez kind of popping at the end of that play, and so I had seen him early, he was covered, and I kind of just I thought that the backside corner was going to fall off and he didn't. So it's just I got to continue to stay throughout my reads and and learn from them so that I don't give up and I can hit those big plays when they're there. Patrick,
0: just one thing about the Texans. Um, The record really isn't something that everybody's jumping up and down about, but a Lovey Smith team. Is there anything that you look at that you want to be concerned about or focus
1: on? Yeah, I mean, they're well coached. I mean, they play hard. They're well coached. Obviously, Lovey's done a lot of great things in the league. Um, and so, um, it just, you gotta, you gotta go in there with the mentality. You're gonna play your best football. I think you saw last week. I mean, they played a great football team in the Cowboys and they were down there where they probably should have won. So, uh, in this league, you can't, you can take no one for granted. I mean, those are NFL players. They have a lot of talented young guys that play really hard. Um, and we understand it will be a great challenge for us. So we're gonna go out there and play our best football to win. Thanks,
5: man. Oh, I'm excited. You know, I have a lot of personal relationships with a lot of those guys, a lot of love for those players for the coaching staff. Um, so it's a fun game for me personally to go back and be in the atmosphere that I began my career in.
4: How the organizations different? You know, Houston to Kansas City, you know, I'm not asking you to speak ill of, you know, your previous employer, but just what, what's, what do you, what, you come in here and you go, okay, this is what they're doing
5: here. Um. Well, the clearest difference is right now the Texans are still in a little bit of a rebuilding stage, and Kansas City is in the middle of a championship run. You know, so the pieces are a little bit better put together at this moment in time. Although um, Casario and Lovey Smith, I'm sure, do a great job rebuilding that culture and building the Texans back up again.
3: Justin, with the secondary, I know it's you know been some up and downs going on there, especially with Denver. Uh, what's the conversation been like to try to improve as you get into the stretch run for you
5: guys? Yeah. Um, you know, to take a step back, look at the big picture, and really focus on ourselves. Not so much um, what other teams have been doing, but how can we get better each and every day um, at our technique and really tighten up the defense so that those leaky yardage plays, um, like the screenplay, you know, just eliminate those from our game. Because um, as we know in the NFL football, in the National Football League, plays that you get and you let up like that, you're gonna tend to see them again um, until, that we, until we prove that we can stop them.
3: Specifically with the cornerbacks though, I know <coughs> in the safety, specifically with them, you know, they're young I
5: mean, they're, they're at the point where, you know, they'd be preparing for college bowl games now, so mm-hmm. what has it been like them seeing them trying to just make sure they still keep up and ramp up,
1: because they know your stretch run now the NFL a lot different than their stretch run that they've mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm.
5: And you know, the games will continue to get faster, especially as we start approaching January, the games will start to get faster. Um, still give a lot of credit to them, they're young guys and came in, we put a lot on their plate. I mean, to have two, three, four rookies sometimes on the field, um, playing 30, 40, 60 snaps a game, uh, that's not an easy task, especially with the defense that we run. Um, but they've been up to the challenge and each week they've gotten a little bit better. Um you're gonna have ups and downs in the National Football League. That's how the you know the league goes. Uh opposing offenses have some firepower too, but overall, um you've seen that they've grown both mentally and following the, the defense and also their technique wise and you know, as things go up and down this trend is still heading upward. So we're gonna need them to come through and I expect and I'm confident in them to still come through for us as the stretch continues to go down the road.
4: Justin, you guys ended it. at this, I mean, you do feel maybe at 27 nothing. you guys are getting stops, the offense is going up and down the field, that maybe there was kind of an exhale and a little bit of a letdown that, that kind of opened mm-hmm. the door?
5: Yeah, and you know, it's still a divisional matchup, so um, the Denver Broncos are never one to go down easy, especially when you're um, playing inside of the division. Um, but I think there's still a lot of lessons to be taken from that. Um, I mean, you've seen upsets happen across the league. We were able to come out of that one still with the win, um, but still to take that with us going forward that when we have a team in that position to really keep our foot on the pedal um, and not allow it to even become close.
4: Uh, everyone's unscathed, right? Like even if they're not having the season they want to have. They're, yeah. they're good players. Good mm-hmm. All it takes is a swing of momentum. Right. Did did, you, did they make an adjustment there at the end of the first half? I don't because your offense then I think had a quick three and out. You guys had to get right back out there, so if they made a change, you didn't have a lot of time to
5: maybe look at the tablets and do all that. Yeah, um, Rus- that? Russell uh, started hurting us a little bit more with his legs, um, started scrambling a little bit more. and you know, Let's not you know, sleep on Russell Wilson and the type of player that he is. You know, It isn't his best year right now, but he's still a Super Bowl champion, Walter um, Payton Man of the Year, and a very high caliber quarterback. So once he got his footing underneath him, um, he was able to do some damage to us. Uh, but like I said earlier, you guys got to use that as a learning lesson um, and continue to move forward and focus on ourselves as we approach the Houston, Texas. Justin,
3: uh, you played with um, uh, Davis Mills last year and also Driscoll. What, uh, give us a scouting report on those guys. What do, you, what
5: do you think about those two guys? Yeah, they have a unique one-two combo. Um, Davis Mills, a little bit more of the pocket passer. Guy is very, very accurate whenever he's able to get comfortable in the pocket and deliver balls on rhythm timing. Um Jeff Driscoll, um, I kind of liking him to Taysom Hill, a uh, guy who can get gritty, a lot of quarterback option, um, physical runner, good speed. Um, so they got a good one-two punch there that they're trying to work.
3: Any more difficulty than normal knowing you're preparing for two guys?
5: Well, yeah, you're preparing for two different quarterbacks. So a lot of focus ends up being who's the guy in their center. And, you know, that changes the way they want to play a little bit.
0: You mentioned, uh, I was trying and am not saying bad about the Texans or their organization, but when you were there as a young player, they were felt like they were getting into those championship years, and how quickly mm. things can kind of fall apart. Uh, is that a lesson learned for for you to just not take say, oh, it's just going to be like this for forever," and you guys have to stay on all
5: the time? Yeah. Um, well, the NFL, the, the system of the NFL is built for teams to be eight and eight teams. You know, with the draft position, with the way that the waiver claims work, and everything like that. Um, it's also a lesson in just how fast things can turn around. You know, going from a twelve and four team to a team that's four and twelve. Um, every year is different in the NFL. Credit to the coaching staff and the core group of guys that are here in the Kansas City Chiefs that we've been able to sustain less for you know, a number of years now. That is by no means easy at all. There's a huge amount of credit that goes up to um, Clark Hunt and all the way down that tree from there. Um, but the NFL changes very quickly. I mean, Miami has turned itself around uh, from a team now struggling to now a team that um, is doing very well. And you know, that's the same thing that can happen over there.
3: Is there an emphasis right now behind the scenes of, of you know, ball hawk type of mentality and, and how, did, how does that maybe shift a little bit? You know, how you try to carry that into the secondary.
5: Yeah, um, we've been putting a, a higher emphasis on takeaways, how we can get them interceptions, force fumbles. Um, there hasn't been enough so far in the season, um, but the positivity is that hopefully we're just saving them for this last stretch in December, January, February, and we can get them all now.
3: Just, that, first, that first play of the game, did you tip the ball that went off?
5: Yeah, yeah, I did get a hand on it. You got a you hand know, hand. Yeah, I'm going to change the directory slightly. Yeah, I'm
4: curious, thanks. What's the last two, sir? Talking about the uh, turn of speed was just asking, you know, you remember when you were a young player and you got young corners back there, there, there are a number of plays where maybe they've gone for a reception or a touchdown or something, but your you guys are there, maybe they're not getting their head around. Mm-hmm.
5: Right? Is that the is that Yeah, the that's just an experience there, thing, you know, and as you, As you play in the league longer your confidence level continues to build up and then what honestly you start seeing route concepts a lot more because the game changes from college to the nfl Um, but once you get used to the coaching and the style of offenses nfl teams run you start to learn how teams want to attack us first you get our defense down and then once you really feel confident in our defense you can start noticing patterns on how teams like to attack us you start being able to predict plays and when you get in those situations um, you have a little bit higher level of confidence to turn around and make the play.
4: When, when does that time, When did that hit for you? I guess I'll, I'll say it. you can start predicting plays. Um, two
5: games in, eight games in, second year, third year. Um, it's different for every player. You know, guys come along at different speeds. For me personally, it was probably about the midway point. It's really after I got the first one. My my first pick was Dallas. Might have been Dallas or Washington. I remember which one was first. But then after that, you know, once you get one, they come in bunches. Ended up getting two more that year.
3: Justin, you said a minute ago you guys were emphasizing forcing some fumbles and getting some picks. How do you do that? How do you emphasize that? What, what guys? What can you do to sort of speed that process along, so to
0: speak?
5: Um, first and foremost is practice habits. In practice, If it doesn't happen in practice, it's not going to just magically start happening in the game. So we've been harping on it, uh, really have a focus on getting our head across, getting physical, punching the ball out, um, that type of stuff. And then in the game just got to follow through with it. You know, you just can't let your coaching and your training go by the wayside when you get to the game situation. Um, obviously, in opportunities where you got to make the tackle, make the tackle secure at first. But when the opportunity is there that the tackle is secure and you have a chance to rip at the ball, uh, we need to do that a little bit more.
2: Okay, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you guys.